What's up, guys? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. Not only is it free, but there are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, they'll be able to distribute your podcast for you on all the famous platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you guys are creatives and want to get after it, I highly suggest using Anchor. Go ahead. To start with the intro, I guess, I think think about like if someone is new to this particular, I'll send it to people that I know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they don't know anyone else here. So yeah. everyone gets to, everyone says their own bios and uh, or, or you do the intros. Kai Chang. Kai Peter Chang. Well, Ka- Kai Chang is fine. It's fine. Okay, Kai Chang. Okay. Go Don't on. you dare forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. He's ready. Kai Chang. Howdy. Legend. How are you doing? Welcome to the Fantastic. Show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kai is a very good friend. Yes. Uh, we met through Twitter originally. Um, any opportunity I take to see you, I jump at it because it's always good conversation, as we're going to have right now. Yeah, let me tell you guys, dude, five minutes into it, me and Logan were like, we love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking love it's this guy already. It's gone for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. And for those who aren't familiar, like, uh, tell me a little bit about you guys as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, why don't... So, Start with take it away. Well, uh, my name is Sa, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Saeed Ashour. I do um, media. I do video work, as you can see. And mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of uh, just production, things like that. Lately, I've been doing a lot of product photography. But yeah, I'm uh, getting more and more into storytelling and things like that. And I want to kind of move into the Hollywood industry. Yes. Ish. All right. Yeah. What about you? And Zaid? then uh, Zaid Dahaj, um, competitive soccer player on the road to hopefully playing professionally. That's the goal. Uh, writer, and um, I'd like to consider myself a philosopher, so a lover of wisdom. Not, no ego attached to that label, but that's <laughs> does, who I am. Does Aristotle ring a bell? I like how Kai's interviewing us on our show. This is like, who are you guys? Who are you guys? Welcome to my show, everyone. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you guys all gathered here. Episode 51. Yeah. Yeah. He's like I China. He's hijacked us. He's hijacked us. <laughs> Why do you deserve? Why, why? Why do you belong here? Tell me. Tell me about your weaknesses. And where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, what about your strengths? Oh, man. Yeah. What are your strengths and weaknesses? You know, what do your bosses, former bosses, say about you? Uh, better understand you. What's something that shakes you to the core? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mr. Logan? What keeps you up at 2 a.m.? Oh, uh, no. Dun, dun, dun. No, no, no. That's the name of the thing. That's the name of the thing. Oh, he said it. We, we have great dad jokes here, by the way. Um, are we? Do I have to do last name as well? No, yeah, sure. Fine. Sure. However you want well, to go Well, he was by. so regal. He's like, I'm Zaid Dahaj. However you I want to do it. First of his name. <laughs> I'm Logan Cyphers. <clears throat> um, I do music, digital art, um, pretty much anything that you throw at me, I'm going to figure out, try to get it done realistically. Primarily music, though. That's what I originally went to college for, Berkeley School mm. of Music. Shout out. Hey. Only their first semester, then I did. <laughs> hey. Hey. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, um, still got it. Music for just people's songs, videos. I mean, anything that Saeed wants. I mean, I made the music for the podcast. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I made the logo. That's there excellent the one that's hanging up over here mr design man yes sir creative yeah what about you yeah. i let's see who are so, you <laughs> <laughs> i have a number of identities i suppose depends on how far back you go the, the most useful thing i think most recently would be kind of commentary personal development a fan of personal development mm. and thinking a lot about uh leveling up so various various phases of my life i've 
had to think about how to rebuild myself, um, whether mm -hmm. it's coming to the U.S. as a kid and then watching my own parents kind of go through their own uh, immigrant story. My father um, is an orphan. And uh, fascinating story on that end was that my grandfather on my father's side was a uh, triad enforcer, mm. <laughs> so which meant that he was his his job was offing people on his kill lists on his boss's kill lists. Whoa! And well, that was my whoa, so whoa, whoa, so wow. on, on my back when I was single, I my dating profile was like because of this, I'm a quarter gangster, which is actually <laughs> the perfect combination. <laughs> you don't DNA. want an actual right? It's like literally like a, it's my DNA. But I mean, you don't want an actual gangsters in and out of prison all the time. The perfect balance, right? Yeah. The perfect balance, right? He, he, he's a quarter gangster, but also has health insurance and a four hundred and one k. It's like this, this, you know, and health you know, is good credit rating. I mean, it's it's just enough danger to be exciting, but not dangerous enough that you yeah. have to constantly be like worrying about bail money and his rivals coming by and killing him over some blown drug deal. So it's it's a good combination, I think. I All love the perks of being a gangster. Yes, exactly. Fascinating. It's the sort of min-maxing. So that's, I guess that's that's the thing that I've found most of my life thinking a lot about is, is there's a, you know, the term min-maxing of how do you do, how do you get the, put in the minimum amount of input to get the maximum desired results? Yeah. And, and so that's something I've been thinking a lot about in mm -hmm. terms of both in terms of life, interpersonal, uh, business uh, ways to fitness as well. Like, you know, the, you, it's not the point isn't to live in the gym. Yeah. What can I do to exercise the correct way to stimulate muscles to get the results that I want, which is if you want to be a soccer player or a athlete or what any sort of athlete, like what the performance of what you really want, not mm. I want to live like six hours in the gym and do a gazillion sets and be so tired. <laughs> you know, you get be a gym bro. That, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what is, the, what is the combination of movements and food and, you know, and rest that gets me the desired results. And it, that ties in with, I'm sure you're familiar with the Pareto principle. Pareto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ties yeah. into that. I yeah. mean, you have to, you really have to view every area of your life with that lens right. if you want good results. Right. For people that don't know, you might want to elaborate. Right. Yeah, yeah, what, what is yes. that principle? So uh, the idea is 80% um, of your results come from 20% of the effort. So not all activities are equal. Yeah. Certain activities, uh, when leveraged properly, can get you most of the results that you're looking for. Mm. And that goes back, yeah. I don't know who Pareto was, Pareto is an economist, an Italian economist that talked about this. I think that was more talking about things like uh, results in terms of 80% of, like in a, in a business, 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients. 80% mm. um, of, you know, a lot of things kind of go into that sort of, and it's not precisely 80-20, but it's just the general idea that a lot of your results come from a small minority. Of, yeah. And if you don't pay attention, you may end up spending a lot of your time devoting equal amounts of time to everything, not realizing that 80% of the time you're wasting your time. Mm. You're chasing mm. clients that are gonna be marginal at best and wait and gobble up a lot of your, your bandwidth. Meanwhile, the, the very profitable, lucrative clients are being neglected. And so if you can intentionally dive into that energy, it'll be much better. Go ahead. Gotcha. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, I was just right. trying to move the mic a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> there we go, thank you. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. Let's, let's get this thing a little bit. It usually happens here, we just get it dialed. It yeah. Yes, get it dialed in, it's all good. But Zade, can you tighten that for him, please? Just is, a that, bit? is that is that is that? Oh uh, no, 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 other direction, other direction. Oh, is it there? Okay. other yeah. direction. No, no, let's get a little twisted here on the. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. That should be good. That should be good. All right. So, what are some? I guess what are some things that you're really interested in currently, or what are you? What are some ideas that you've been that have been catching your attention lately? Well, what, now, oh, good. What's tantalizing to you? <laughs> what's tantalizing? Oh! <laughs> it's all about the tantalization. <laughs> well, now I think being at a, at a re older age than than all you young youngsters, I think thinking about family is something. Um, mm. Creating creating not just like a successful partnership with a ch and but also like 
think about generationally. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it like to? What's important about not just having a healthy child, but how can we do? What decisions can we make right now that will create good results three, four, five generations from now? Yeah, you know, we hear a lot of like extremely successful, very smart people that create a business empire and whatnot. And their kids are kind of like coasting off of dad's money and the grandkids are completely like drug addicts and whatnot. It's like, what's the point of accumulating money you're not going to spend in your lifetime? Typically, it's, oh, I'm going to leave it to my kids. Well, if you leave it to your kids and they have no guidance, it's going to get pissed away and ripped off by them anyway. So mm-hmm. what can you do right now that can – because there are families that are successful and are able to preserve and maintain uh, – their not just their financial wealth, but also interpersonal. Yeah. This you know, and that's something I've I've been thinking a lot about. I mean, before we we got on the podcast, I was uh, we're talking about one of my favorite novel series, which is actually there's a movie coming out now is uh, is Dune. Um, this and in that novel, which was written in like 1965, they were talking about these dynastic families, families that have ruled entire planets for hundreds of years. Mm. So these are definitely families that are very successful in being able to create children of privilege um, that are able to grow up access to infinite resources and yet they don't get spoiled. They're able to be thoughtful, command the respect of their low-ranking troops, and then find an appropriate partner, create another child that is also steeped in that cultural lore. And then unsuccessful families that were powerful for a long time, (laughs) somebody wanders off the reservation and now like hundreds of years of careful planning just get torn asunder. And so these things I think I, I, I find it interesting because I, I mean, not coming from one of those families, it's, it's like how, obviously at some point, these dynastic families started from nothing at some point. They, mm. no, people weren't just born billionaires, right? So they, they start from nothing and they've managed to kind of claw their way into a successful path and then held on to it. Because a lot of people have like one generation of wealth and then all their children are just like morons or just sitting yeah. there waiting for dad to die. Yeah. <laughs> So how, do you, how do you create something that transcends your own existence, your own physical existence? You're done, you're in memory, and yet things you've done, decisions you make are still positively echoed into people that are, you know, your great-grandchildren, like one-sixteenth mm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, the other 15-16th of it is somebody else's DNA. And, but if you can make decisions that will still be that positive influence. And that, that, to me, I find really fascinating. I mean, collectively, we've, for example, the trio here, we've been... We've been around people who are either our age or younger. Oh boy! Who live the lavish lifestyle? You are like babies, <laughs> and you yeah, can yeah. you can see them slowly progress. <clears throat> like their character progresses into that of like hedonistic yep. tendency. Yep. And that's a very scary thing. Yeah, for sure. Because there's an infinite amount of things that the world can offer you that will scratch that itch. Mm. And there are people. There's you, know, you can always find ways to spend. There's always ways to to indulge in the most extreme of appetites and so that's that's there's no end to that but ultimately it's not a it's not a rewarding life i mean i've known a lot of people who are very very wealthy and if they don't have some core that they subscribe to that's you can tell there's there's an emptiness because you realize that no matter what happens no matter how much you spend no matter how many ferraris you drive how many like michelin star meals you eat you're gonna die maybe a few years later than everyone else if you Mm -hmm. stay healthy if you do lots of very expensive cocaine, you'll die a lot sooner, right? Yeah. There's no... There is... <laughs> Top notch. It, it feels like you're talking to a undeveloped brain somehow, even yeah. though you guys are supposed to be at like the same level technically, right. considering school, right. considering every experience you've had. But also I think being in my 40s is interesting because I can see people my age that have made suboptimal choices and I'm looking around like at all my high school classmates and it's like I'm probably... I'm probably actually 
there's no one from my high school year that's doing as well as I am right now mm. in terms of like physical health, in terms of everything else. A lot of my classmates, they're obese, they're on their third divorce, they're low <laughs> hair, they're, you know, their skin, everything yeah. about their physicality is a reflection of their, and their emotional state. You look at the mm. Facebook feeds, it's always, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. it's, it's, they're the the unhappy everything is feeding off into each other and I, and i mean i've had my own stumbles but it's like being able to retain as much as i have has mm, been a, mm. has been a struggle because i think we're just not optimized around that and that's and i it's, it's something i think a lot about i mean the difference between like a healthy and unhealthy 25 year old is not it's it's vis- visually harder to tell them apart mm-hmm. right you, your 25 year old can do tons of drugs don't get any sleep eat garbage food don't work out and you're just going to be slightly pudgier than a 25-year-old that lifts and is, eats healthy and whatever. Like, there's, the physical difference is not all that obvious. Yeah. But it's like, like your body is also compound interest. In 10 years, <laughs> the compound interest of, like, healthy habits really starts to show. A healthy 35-year-old and an unhealthy 35-year-old is very obvious. Mm-hmm. Whereas the difference is going to be, will be, you know, you take a shower, you, you do a makeover, and you can pretty much look relatively indistinguishable from a healthy 25-year-old. Yeah, if you're if you're living an unhealthy, very destructive lifestyle, and it is the difference between chronic disease or, you know, having a, a vital body, right? That makes and everything feeds into. I think a lot of very smart people I know there's this whole idea of oh, I live life of the mind, so I don't need to work out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't right? need to work. Right. I mean, that, you, you you laugh, <laughs> but it's like that. That is a misconceit of a lot of. I think it's a nerd cope. It's like, well, they were. They were it's the, a nerd cope, right? It's this. It's it's a story that you tell yourself because, oh, I'm a smart person, and those jocks, they they only physically focus on their body. Therefore, like you know, the this fake idea that like there's a finite amount of energy, and if you devote it toward like working out, you're gonna take away from your brain. Like like everyone's like a Dungeons and Dragons character. We're like, oh, I gotta put all my points into int. I don't want to put any points in strength. That's gonna help me like you know be a smart person. It's like no, everything feeds mm. into each other. Mm. Being having a vital, physically healthy body nourishes your brain and vice versa like having a smart mind helps you become a better athlete it's not it's not either or and people that have that false binary will unnecessarily limit themselves Mm. you'll be the fat like smart kid that gets exhausted just getting up and and, and eating your ho-hos yeah you know or you'll be the dumb athlete that that doesn't know how to like take care of your body and then gets injured in some stupid and preventable way either neither are really desirable outcomes Sorry, you you saying the uh, high school athlete that just eats like shit? That reminded me of a kid that I knew in high school, oh. and I'm not gonna name names. I think we all knew that kid. <laughs> but this kid was he was pretty big in high school, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because he was fat. He was actually like in really really good shape. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, it came out that he was on uh, growth hormones mm. throughout almost his entire high school career, Whoa. sophomore year, like 15 years old. Oh. Wait, illegal or legal stuff? They say they say legal, but, but not really. Either way, yeah. it's unhealthy. Uh, either way, you're still taking growth hormones. That's yeah, the yeah. shit that cracks me up. Like yeah. I had a friend that's like, "Oh, I'm doing growth hormones." I'm like, "Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you doing that?" And he's like, "It's regulated by the FDA." Do you understand uh, the like, ramifications? No, the FDA is yes. bullshit. I'm like, that is some <laughs> bullshit, dude. You're taking fucking but, growth hormone. Anyways, yeah. yeah, this kid in high school um, on growth hormones jacked. Yeah. A year after high school ends, mm. super fucking fat, mm. super out of shape. Yep. He Yikes. kept like he kept the width right. Like he yep. was still super wide from right. being from working out, but he put on like Tons probably of... thirty or forty pounds of. So fat. started blobbing outwards. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the like, pendulum oh inevitably God. swings. Yep. Like, well, the side effects. Dude, you can't fuck no. with that, man. Yeah, he's working out like crazy, doing all that football shit where yeah. it's like, oh, it's 120 degrees on the field, but you're pushing this 400 pound sled like yeah. back and forth eight times. You know. That's a little unrealistic, but, <laughs> but 
but he was doing all that and then he just stopped mm. and he kept taking the growth hormones afterwards and so probably now eating the same level he was before exactly right. so he's not working out taking growth hormones eating the same you know what that is the simulation gods are punishing him (laughs) this is not a cheat code you're gonna suffer from this i remembered when i was a kid thinking about like uh watching you know olympic athletes from eastern Bloc country same thing where you know people from like at the time east germany russia and whatnot yeah and they would all be on like they're very obviously like on all the illegal drugs they can be pumped full of and no, no, and no. all of them, they 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 suffer tremendously. Everything is optimized around performing at your peak at like 19, 20, 21. And if we shave like 5, 10, 15 years of your life on the other end, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. Well, at least you got the gold for the I country. I got the gold for it, right? Yeah. The country matters. And so it's... But ultimately, you have to live with your own body. So yeah. regardless of... But I get the, the, the weird pressure of athletic competition. Nobody cares who comes in second yeah. place. Like the most miserable person at the so Olympics true. is the person who got silver medal. You're the first loser. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. If you're bronze, you're like, oh my God, I barely didn't even get on the podium. Thank God, I at least got bronze. Right? Gold, everyone's happy. Silver, you're it's right just in the middle. Fucking everyone's inside. congratulating you, and you have to smile and pretend to be happy. Right? You're like, oh, thank you. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I dream for all my life is getting yeah. a silver medal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to wait four to eight years. And if you're, if you're good enough to be silver medal, you know what you'd missed to get gold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You knew exactly if I just did this thing differently, just this one thing that I... So that person has got the... And you have to... It's, it's the combination of the, it's the frustration and the fact that you have to pretend to be gracious when everyone's congratulating you. That's got to be the most frustrating person to be. You know what Olympic sport that probably hurts the most yeah. in is high jump. Oh. This guy literally beat me by a quarter yep. of an inch. Yep. Yeah. Like literally... Yeah. That yep. much yep. is what he beat me by. Yep. What? If yeah. I just if I just farted, I would have gotten up and over that <laughs> extra bullshit. Just as you go up. Oh, yeah, that quarter inch, bro. I was debating about that bean burrito and yeah, I yeah. passed on it. <laughs> Should have taken it. It cost me the gold. <laughs> but it's amazing. It takes years of work and you have to get the edge by it like a millimeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that. Right. But then every single little edge counts basically at that level. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. I mean, like, but if you're not a competitive athlete, it's just simply I want to be healthy, then optimizing other things aren't nearly as stark right That's, yeah and i think about this well in terms of percentiles like athlete you have to be basically top 0.001 percentile to actually make money from it if you're yeah. like a top five percent athlete nobody cares mm-hmm. there's something you have to be like literally one of the best in the world to actually make money at it like you know i, I play starcraft but it's like you know i watch these like professional <laughs> starcraft oh players God. right and it's like you have to be like literally one of the there's like 30 people in the world that can make money at it everyone else is just you have a lot i can admire the fact that wow you have a lot of extremely difficult to acquire skills yeah. that you spent hundreds of hours refining and you're sitting with like five other roommates, you know, doing like just night after night after night, just improving and perfecting your build. And that's mm. why, and then watching your own replays to see where you screwed up. Yeah. And you got no money. Yet. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. whereas other industries, you can be like a 50th percentile performer and still make good money. Like a software mm-hmm. engineer, you can be like a bottom 25% yeah. software engineer and make a hundred thousand a year. Mm. You can be like Base. a bottom 10% like dentist and have someone willing to pay <laughs> you to fix their teeth, do their teeth cleaning. Right. So th- it's a weird balancing act of how much do you want to pour into something for, you know, this it's optimization equation of, do I want to pursue something even if it's not lucrative or can I do something that's going to be kind of, I'm, I know I'm mediocre at it, but it makes enough money that allows me to do other things. Mm-hmm. And everyone's got their own answer to that question. I, I don't have a solution. Yeah, that's the internal battle. Like, how do you, how do you walk, or do you walk away from something that you've spent 15 to 20 years on, of your life on? Right. 
I mean, there's a there's a book I loved. Um, so this was came out like 15 years ago. Robert Frank wrote a book called The Winner Take All Economy, talking mm. about this, mm. this phenomenon of like certain kinds of industries are basically like this. You know, athletic performance, music. Um, where basically the if you are the best, you get a ton of money, accolades and whatnot. Everyone else is like, go pound sand. You may as well not have bothered because you have no money out of it. You get nothing out of it. Like, like think about a hundred years ago, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to hire a musician to play it in front of you. There's no recording, yeah. right? And so people like music. So even if you're a mediocre musician, you can find some job. Even poor people want to hear music and they'll all throw a penny into your into your hat to hear some you know, <laughs> shoddy rendition of whatever. Yeah. Now <laughs> you can you can torrent like the world's best violinist, the world's best guitars, the world's best everything. Why would you pay money, any more money for a second best of anything? Mm-hmm. And and so every musician that's not like literally the best is is now like there's no there's no market for for anything you know there's live music there's sorry no logan for it and that's why i left my school oh that's right the music <laughs> it's, it's yeah. weird you're saying i'm like almost getting chills because i had a conversation with the teacher there and it went down exactly like that and yeah. he looked at me and he's like you should be in business ah! he's yeah. like this isn't for you <laughs> like you get hilarious. it yeah like, oh, like you sat dude yeah you get to see how saturated it is right yeah tons of talent Ton. i mean I was so I was talking to a friend of mine who's up in uh, Seattle, and uh, his wife is in the Seattle Philharmonic. Yeah, and the, you know the you, you know musician the Philharmonic is like a very prestigious thing, and it's like one of the tons top. of people want to be performing in the uh, in the Philharmonic. There's every mm. single slot when they open up auditions, people pour in from all Thousands. around, you know, and they're all they all want they all are fighting for a job that pays I think like eleven grand a year. Wow, and it's like the only people that play are either like independently wealthy, they have rich family, or they're married to someone who's makes real money. Like in this case, True. he works at Microsoft, so he's like, yeah, 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 sure, go, go, go do your thing. I mean, they do not pay very well no. to be part of the most 11, prestigious group of music. Yeah, yeah to be most. literally like the top point zero one percent of an entire state. Oof. Right, you got to be, you got to beat a bunch of people to fight tooth and nail to get a job that pays you next to nothing. But listen, I get it. Like if I if I were to get paid eleven G's a year to play soccer, you would do oh. it. I do and it for free, you, right? I do it for free anytime. Don't say that to your agent. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Now you're on yeah, record. Now, now we get that contract. Damn. It's like, Damn. oh well, we got a we recording got you on of you. statements. I still want that money, baby. <laughs> Zaid, let me tell you about a few other industries. <laughs> <laughs> right now that you've ruined this, right? Yeah, but um, so that's no. He's you got a point though. But the the deal with the Philharmonic, right, yeah. is you're getting paid shit. Yeah, you're yeah. getting paid absolutely nothing. But the deal is now you have the accolade. Now it's on your resume. So you have clout. if you're smart, you go work for Disney, you go work for Pixar, you go work for any animation or <clears throat> Hollywood right. production film right. house that specializes in yeah, yeah. music. Work as an employee or a contracted right. individual. You know, yeah. you don't have to have the ego to just be like, no, I own this. Right. Yeah. I own you this. can do that, dude. And there's but, a lot of money. But, but a lot you of have artists, to know what kind of person you are. But a lot of artists aren't business people. And there's a weird mm. kind of a thing of, oh, I don't want to be you're selling right. out. Right. You're and very their anxiety right. about not feeling you're selling out is what keeps them from monetizing their talents, yeah. which are legit. Like you, If you're a member of Philharmonic, yeah. you have legit talent. Uh-huh. You know, Unbelievable. Yeah. 0.01% level talent. Yeah. And, and also, not just a talent, but also work ethic. Being yeah. able to mm-hmm. go rehearse the thing, same thing over and over and over again to get it perfect. Because you beat other people that rehearsed a little bit less than you. Maybe people mm-hmm. that are more talented than you, but just rehearsed a little less and yeah. whatnot. The, the amount of the, the ruthlessness of, of that kind of competition. Yeah. And that's and then, where agents come in, all yeah. the business work. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so that's, that's, that I find interesting. Like, yeah. how do you, but all of these things that boils down again to your, you get to live your life and then what happens afterward? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have, what kind of legacy? <clears throat> do you, at some point, everything that you own, 
is going to be in an estate sale. Mm. It's going to be left to, you know, the money in your bank account goes to somebody it's else. Truth. All the clothes you own is going to go to a thrift store. You know, the car you drive right now is going to be probably yeah. auctioned off. So what, what <laughs> is left of you, you as a person? You're, you know, do you want blood family? Do you have, mm. do you have ambitions to, to have your own children? Do you have nep- nephews? For me, like part of the things I enjoy also is, is uh, mentoring and, and kind of, Sharing as as best I can some of the things that I've kn- I know. Um, yeah, uh, which it's... leads me. I have a question. Yo. a very interesting question. Um, now, in stages of our lives, we tend to go through different things, and we have like a different um, mentality throughout these phases. I, yeah. And I would label it within like a like each decade is kind of like a different mindset, like a chapter right? maybe. Yeah, yeah, like a mm-hmm. chapter of your life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like coming across, I'm uh, like moving on to thirty now. Yeah, kind of moving on to twenty seven, nearing it. Yeah, so I'm feeling the effects of like, you know, I still remember my thoughts of three years ago because it was very near, right? But the, uh, I would say stress. Mm -hmm. Stress is something that I I have never heard of, Mm. right? Didn't know that I had it, Mm -hmm. but I started acknowledging it after 25, Mm -hmm. right? How to live with it, how to manage it even, Yep. right? Now, a lot of people in their 30s start to tell me like, that's where you shine. It's in your 30s. It's, in, it's 33 plus. You know what I mean? Sure. Now, I would have to say 40 plus. What what should your mindset be looked at as? You know what I mean? It's a think big question. It's a big it, is question. A, it is a big question. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that you've already kind of had to deal with a lot of things. You right. know what I mean? You have to, you've had to adjust certain things. Now, what can you let go in your life? Like, what, what should you not focus on? It's like, big, in terms of... It's a long like list. For me, for example. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Stress was something that you just had to get through Endure. and then realize that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So stop stressing. Right. You know what I mean? So that was something that I figured within this chapter. That's good. Yeah. There are people that are 40 haven't figured it out. Yeah. So there's, there's and mm. that a big part of it, I think, is just kind of energy management is, I think, the most useful thing to think about. Mm-hmm. I guess the meta lesson of I have a finite amount of energy and I can either spend it on ways that will improve my life down the stream or i can ex- the the idea of of energy like as like like another resource like money mm-hmm. i can either invest it or i can consume it so certain kinds of energy is consumption it's it's uh you know getting into an argument with somebody like i i get into very few arguments these days it's mm-hmm. just like if somebody disagrees either either it's like okay i can persuade them in which case, I, I am a salesman, so I will try to like present my best case. Or it's like I can size people up pretty quickly with just the years of pattern recognition and be like, this person's never going to change their mind. I'll just smile, nod, and agree. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. Then that ends the argument. It's like, okay, well, he's agreeing. So it's like <laughs> they can tell I'm being insincere, but they have, they have the, what are they going to do? Like, no, no, you, 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 you secretly disagree. It's like, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's exactly How do you know I secretly funny. disagree? Yeah. I just are agree. You a mind reader? Yeah. I yeah, 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 you're a reminder. You're right. You got it. You got me. I <laughs> secretly you don't. fucking yeah. nailed it. <laughs> right? And then that's it. You're, 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 there's no attack surface. And that way, my energy is preserved because people, that, there are people that seek arguments. They, mm-hmm. That's what they live for. They, they want conflict. They want the, the thrill of destroying somebody. And it's like, well, you just don't get an attack surface with me. I, mm-hmm. My energy is very expensive. Yeah. And I want to spend it in ways that are beneficial to myself and the people I care about. And since you're neither, um, goodbye. I love so, how you're like, my chat. energy has a premium and you can't afford it. Yes, <laughs> basically. So it's, it's, just, it's, and that's that, you know, when you're young, you, all you have is time and energy. You're not, you know, you're not very valued. 
by workplaces. Mm. They're not getting paid well. And so you, you, all you can do is spend your energy and time to try and like build connections. Mm-hmm. The other, I mean, it takes, it's having, watching, I think also, this is the other thing is watching my same age peers drop one by one is also instructive. Mm-hmm. Watching people that are like, they peaked at 30, but then something bad happens. They made these bad decisions. And now, oh my God, this happened. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a uh, there's a high school uh, acquaintance I don't I don't know him personally, but very very successful. One of these like apex everything, rich family, you know, football star. Went to great school in college, you know, scholarships, and then sometime in his thirties had some sort of like <clears throat> some sort of surgery or whatnot, and then got hooked on opioids. Oh. And it was went from like, you know, a football playing child of like super wealthy family, had a discipline to go through medical school, had a medical practice, and then prescribed himself drugs and just, just watched him like destroy himself in like four years. That's sad. Which is insane. Yeah. Like you're, you, you, he didn't just luck into his 30 something success. He had, a, he had a successful medical practice, he had a wife, all that gone. She left him, kids hate him, blah, blah, blah. He's like a, he's, he's a burned out drug addict. And <sighs> that is rough. And so these are, it's right, because if you're a successful 30-something person, most even horrible decisions you can probably recover from. Oh, you know, I was mm-hmm. driving drunk. Okay, well, you lose your car, you get dinged on your insurance, you got to pay like, you know, some horrible fine and you know, blah, blah, blah. You can recover from that. There are mm-hmm. things you can do to pull yourself back from like a horrible screw up like that, right? You get into a fist fight with somebody and then you break their jaw. Okay, you do like six months in jail and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. You hire a fancy defense lawyer, you get the charges reduced and then you, you get to move on from your life. You can take it, you can take like a six figure hit mm-hmm. and move on. In this case, the hit wiped him out. Everything that he was building at that point. He had a charmed life all up until that point. And then that one single substance just <laughs> burned it to the ground. Sheesh. And you can watch it in slow motion. It wasn't like an accident where it just happened over the course of, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? It's like a, oh. And then, oh. And then, oh. God, man. Yeah. That it goes to the idea sad. that it takes years to build something up, yeah. something meaningful up, yeah. and then you can just something destroy like it with this, one right? thing. Some, some kinds of things can be that dangerous, which is why... I was injured in um, in 2015, uh, an ankle injury, um, and it was interesting. I, I I was going to the doctor, and every time I visited the hospital, you want some opioids? Want some drugs? Want some drugs? Want some drugs? He was offering it every Here, time I visited. Candy. Right? I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm not throwing the prescription. <laughs> it was I was tempted. I mean, for two years, yeah. my alarm clock was my ankle screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Every morning, the the only time I was not in pain was when I was asleep. And so wow. the only way I woke up was I woke up to my ankle just seizing up. And Oof. it was tempting. It was really tempting. Really wanted it. But also this, the existence of someone like that, it's like I, I had like a, like a stark cautionary tale of what, not, what, what it could be. This could be you. And you start off. I didn't start off as, as high as he is. So I have much, you know, he fell really, really hard. I don't even mm. have like a wealthy family that could send me to rehab and whatnot. I mean, he had all that. And he still fell. Like. <laughs> If I fall, it's like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's a that's a but it's like how do you how do you how is it possible to to internalize this lesson without having that stark of a reminder? That's the thing that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we touched on the idea of Dune, like the the notion of ancestral memory. Yeah. Like the the, the for, for for those who aren't familiar with the novel, in the Dune novel, one of the, the concepts they explore is the idea that not only 
are you do you have your parents to to teach you things if you take the right combination of some drugs and meditation you can access all of your blood lineages ancestral memories lessons mm-hmm. that your great grandfather learned the hard way you can learn those lessons and internalize it as well mm-hmm. obviously we don't have access to it in this in the real world or at least we haven't figured out how to but that would be useful imagine being able to learn from like thousands of people that have a vested interest in your success. I mean, if you can imagine all your ancestors looking down on your life right now, it's like they've they've endured like war and famine and all these sacrifices. And all of them have one thing in common. All of them were able to find a partner, have a child and raise that child until the per- that, that child is old enough to fend for themselves. And that's true of every single ancestor into antiquity. They, they did this in incredible chaotic situations to be able to access all of their life experiences or at least the most important lessons for them that they learned the hard mm. way so that you can live a life where it's like, well, your life is worth it because some one of my descendants ended up like you. Like for, for them to say that or do they go, man, why do I even bother? <laughs> if they look at your life, your reality like, you know, I did all this and now what? You're, you're, you're twerking on this thing called you, YouTube? What? Yeah, <laughs> right? Could you imagine? It's like... Yeah, you know what? I should have just jerked off. That would that would have been easier. <laughs> man, what did I? Oh, tried so hard. Oh man, she just got the Hummer that night. Oh, this is what's, what a that, waste of that time. download would be priceless. Okay, <laughs> but but also keep in mind that there are also thousands of people who would take that information in yes. and just be like, yeah. Right, want right. Yeah. But it's but that's well, the thing. If you yeah, it. something I've been you've been talking about this a lot, and I'm like, how many generations do you have to go back before people are like, hey, did you talk to like fucking Jim? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have, what did he have to say about you? And he's like, you fucking hated me. And you're like, no, he's the guy. He loves it. He's the boy. Yeah, he's our yeah, man. Because yeah, yeah. isn't it something like a third or a fourth of all people on planet Earth can trace their lineage back to one dude in Hong Kong? Something like well, who lived in a port and it was somewhere well, who, in somewhere Genghis in Asia. Khan? No, 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 Genghis Khan. No, 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 no actually, that's, I had a whole that's bit another one. That's that was, another one. Something like uh, one or two percent of people in China have Genghis Khan DNA. Oh, that, that's just wow. whoa. Well, yeah. now, China. That, 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 that sounds impressive until you realize how that happened. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, He's kind of a rapey hence, dude. Well, Genghis Khan whoa, did hey. just get canceled on Twitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's uh, tried tried to cancel him. You can't. Cancel a dead man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I actually, I, for a while, I did I performed stand-up for a bit, and one of the bits I used to do that I probably wouldn't be able to perform these days was talking yeah. about the idea of, like, um, what's, you know, so they say about 1% of Genghis Khan DNA in, in, in people of Chinese descent, and it's like, so what's the correct percentage of Genghis in a guy? Like, you don't want a 0% Genghis guy, you know, a little too timid, do I have your permission to hold your hand? Like, you know, that's like, Soy no boy beta cuck. Right? Exactly, that's, that's too far boys. You don't want to be like, you know, 100% Genghis, like, oh, hey, you're attracted, I'm gonna grab you and take you to the bathroom and then have my way with you, right? That's too much. <laughs> Club so there's a yeah. head, drag him to exactly, the cave. Exactly, right? So there's gotta be some optimal percentage of Genghis yeah. for a modern, it was like 15, 20%, you know, there's, there's a correct optimal amount of Genghis to be. And as I say this, you know, some, you know, as I say this, I realize that some woman in this audience, she actually is turned on by the hundred percent Genghis. Everyone else is too timid for her. And There's guys, and she, that, the thing though. is, she she's in this room right now, and she's not alone. And I'm like, hey, the guy that's with her, whoever you are in this room, I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I know the sex is really good, but when it's over, it's gonna be really. Really awful. Run, run now! It's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. Hey, babe, you got DNA that goes back to Genghis. <laughs> Some oh. good pillow talk afterward. No pillow talk. No. Oh, you shit. can stop crying now. Pull up the ancestry results. That's gonna be. Pull up the ancestry results. 100 percent Genghis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's. 
that's the the that's, that's the trade-off i think is the how how do you incorporate all that in a modern environment what's mm-hmm. how much do you want to be of each thing you know the warrior archetype the scholar archetype the the businessman archetype each mm-hmm. of them have their own benefits and drawbacks yeah if you're a pure scholar <laughs> you'll have no money you can get your ass kicked pure warrior you're not smart enough to handle it yourself in a modern technological age you'll get ripped off You'll be sent off to wars by someone who's mm-hmm. smart and can manipulate you into killing his enemies, right? So there's a there's a combination of all these archetypes that, then the combination would change from age to age to age. Mm-hmm. In a warlike environment, you want everyone to be at least to be able to handle a sword, a gun, a rifle, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. In a peaceful age, not as important. So, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a weird it's a weird problem to to figure out which. Which of your ancestral memories you want to draw most upon? Because we are all descendants of scholars, of warriors, of yeah, of uh, inventors, inventors, and businessmen, yeah. whatnot. And so, there's different aspects of each of that in you. But you can also choose which ones to emphasize, and which ones are like, yeah, you know, what's there, but I am not going to spend too much time developing it. Yeah, mm. totally. Understand. So yeah. that's that's stuff that I think a lot about in terms of uh, of my own life is like okay what aspects of these these disparate kinds of archetypes are worth emphasizing developing honing and which ones mm-hmm. are like yeah I, I could develop it but and a lot of it of course will be subjective it is yeah very yeah. It's a very but there personal... are also some some commonalities with everyone that right that you can you can hone in on absolutely so that's that's a, it's a weird it's a weird thing to to think a lot about but i mean as one gets older it's like you can see people that didn't think about this and they live kind of relatively low intensity lives kind of very npc-ish existence kind of yeah right I'm, I'm taking that by the way <laughs> we're all taking that the I, know, I know that there's, there's always the i was having this conversation with a friend last night yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there's the two types of people the people that are out there to go get it yeah and they want to make sure to do multiple things in their lives right and there's the people that go to school graduate and work for the same company right That's it, for the rest of their lives so those people are always going to be non-intense Right, right. It's There's... just gonna be like that nine to five clock in your fucking hours, and right. just dip. Some people just have that Renaissance man type of energy. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, I've done this. Now I need to conquer this. Right. And just... I don't know. I disagree with that. You oh. know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't like it. But sure. at the same time, like I, I'm an understanding person, so I will understand that. You know what? Maybe it's not for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that the whole thing is, intensity. It's, it's, it's very exhausting, and we are creatures of comfort and also somebody does have to you don't want your accountant to be like this oh yeah oh yeah. i'm gonna be very adventurous this guy's money oh yeah uh, that's deductible everything's deductible like yeah. fun diving in the bahamas <laughs> right everything's deductible exactly. in here boy right you don't want you know if you, you got a surgeon working on you want him to be kind of a nerd you want yes. to go, oh yeah and then next week i'm gonna go skydiving yeah. i'm still hung over that party last night and the stripper i banged you know you want it to be kind of boring you yeah, want it to be like his eyes glazed over all the yeah it's like, yes. oh, dude. Fuck. you bringing that up my my dad had this really crazy surgery in his neck like okay. where they had to go through the front and like Oof. fix these discs yeah, yeah, yeah. in his spine they were pinching a nerve yeah his um his surgeon mm-hmm. was one of like the oh let's go do crazy shit oh, and boy. so he was surfing in newport and i think he just he took a dive off of his board hit his head on a rock and oh, that boy. was it oh boy right yeah really? right yeah so it's like straight some up. people you just want them to have very boring lives. You don't yeah. want them to have an exciting yeah. life. You'd, you'd rather than listen, have... motherfucker. Like, yeah. I need you around. Yeah, around. <laughs> I you have very very boring hobbies yeah. like you know, like you're growing your own garden and 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 uh, and then watch your four one k plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah that, that whole yeah. everything by the book kind of. You like, want people yeah. like that. You know, people yeah. like you know, building your safety equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, you want so that's that that's the thing that they they serve a you, necessary yeah. function. So I don't want to scorn them too hard. Of course. I think that it is an important part of a of civilization is you want to have your adventures and you're going to have the people that tend to the flocks and mm-hmm. and 
mend the wounds. <laughs> and people that do the dirty work. Keep things running at a very predictable pace. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's all necessary, I think, and everyone has to figure out who they are and do your role well, play your position well. Yeah. I mean, there's a famous quote, the world needs ditch diggers. Yeah. You know, it's you're true. right. And, well, uh, not anymore. Yeah. Robots can do that now. So. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, that's where we headed. Yeah, that's where we're headed. So, yeah. God, even ditch diggers are like fucking AI. <laughs> God damn Taking it. our yeah. jobs. Yeah. Like fucking Boston dynamic. Those yeah. pieces of shit. Oh hey, hopefully God. with AI, bro, they'll fix a five freeway. Oh my God. No, that'll be the <laughs> last thing that's fixed. Everything else will get fixed before that. Good yeah, luck sure, we have that. floating cars now. We don't even need it. Bro, bro dude, ground, like sometimes geez. I would literally see Caltrans on there for the past 15 years yeah. just eating burritos. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys well, doing? How is this not? Or better yet, there's that little strip of a road by my house over by UCI. It's not they're, even. They're actually working on that. I, I saw I'm it last surprised. night. Yeah, yeah. But okay. <laughs> they have some tractors going around here. Like there's this one road. It's doing like donuts. three quarters of a mile long. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. fucking nothing for fixing a road. It's been under construction for probably six or seven years. Yep. yep. And so both lanes have been shut down yep. like sometimes and there's fucking nothing that gets yeah. done. And like you like, start to think maybe they're not getting paid enough. No, 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 no. Someone's getting paid. A shit ton. is getting paid. And in dude. fact, the longer it goes, the more they get paid. Yeah. That's Ooh, the real, that's the real hustle. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. There's like, this is, and different kinds of societies have different kinds of level of, of fastidiousness and honesty versus other ones. I mean, we, there's a, book I read, this is what, like, it came out, I think, like, 15, 20 years ago. Francis Fukuyama wrote a book called Trust, The Idea. And what he talked about was, he was a McKinsey consultant talking about how different kinds of societies have high, medium, and low trust. Mm. And high trust societies, people are conscientious. The, the, it's, it just it would be considered unseemly and dishonorable to, to do this. And they would, people would just stop out of embarrassment. Mm. Like, no, this is just a terrible way to make money. Um, an extreme example of, like, a high trust society would be, like, Japan. Mm. Where the, the, things like this just doesn't happen. Like the police in Japan are bored. They're they're down to like, well, you know, I guess we got to return a lost cat because literally, I we, <laughs> we caught all the criminals, and by all we mean that two guys that keep shoplifting. Yeah, and <laughs> they've crazy. learned their lesson. They're now embarrassed. They're they're living with their mothers now, and they got they they understand it's rad. And we got nothing to do. We got a, we got an eight hour shift. Got nothing to do. All right. Well, I guess I'm returning the stolen kitten then. Drive across town. Yeah. And, after the, there was a uh, there was a flood or something like a, in um, where after like earthquakes and natural disasters police stations people will say oh yeah I found this like wad of cash or something it's like well it's got no name on it but it's not mine and so you know if someone lost this amount well it was found at this location people will do this wow right and this is the level of high trust in Japan Japanese society. That is fucking awesome. Over we need more pocket. <laughs> right? Most people pocket. Yeah. Like, hey, yo, Christmas even if you're normally on, it's like okay, no one's gonna. It's like yeah, they don't care if it's drug money. Right. They don't. They don't care. No, there's like a weird system where you got to put up <clears throat> flyers for 30 days if yeah. you don't turn it into the police, and right. if nobody contacts you, you're. I think you're allowed you're to the keep clear, it. Right? So yeah, some people what they do is they just hang one fucking shitty flyer ah, and like a storm drain, right, right, right. and yeah. then the cops are like, well, what the fuck? You can't keep. It. And there's like, no, I hung a sign. Yeah. Takes a picture of it and everything. The minimum needed, and you know whatever. But the, that's the that's the thing about Japanese uh, society and and societally, it's a, it's a relatively in some ways an uncreative. A lot of people they're rule followers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's an incredibly safe place to live. It's it's a place where where being adventurous is pretty aggressively punished. It's like if Irvine was a fucking country. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's part of the reason why we want to visit Japan. Yeah, soon. Japan would be a fun place to visit. But yeah. it's But that's how orderly it is, and and it comes with it some benefits. Yeah. The. Uh, and so it's it's a weird combination, right? But they're they're not going to be 
artists are considered very weird deviant people and they're looked down upon in many ways in japan it's like oh this guy's gonna be an artist why you should you could work at sony or samsung and why would you know, not samsung excuse me sorry <laughs> samsung is a korean company sorry south sorry korean. japanese viewers and by the way for oh. people out there south korean yeah <laughs> cancel yeah, yeah. culture is coming after yeah, you yeah. good sir oh man no the, 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 there's a very intense rivalry between like uh J- japan and korea that's interesting oh yeah it's, oh it's i would imagine the tech tech giants yeah, yeah. they're both and and in, to the point where it's interesting, like I remembered um, I was in, I met someone who's Korean and uh, I was visiting Seoul, this is like, again, many years ago. She was, uh, she's Amer- you know, Korean American. And so she, when she went to Seoul, a lot of her older relatives, she had like a Sony camera or something. People were giving her shit about it. They're what? Like, How are you giving money to Japanese? <laughs> That's disgusting. You should have a blah, blah, blah. Like, they were giving her a lot of grief yeah. and the total strangers would oh approach her and see the Sony logo and be like, how dare you? Human that being. But, 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 but it has high dynamic range. Yeah. Could you imagine Don't that shit in, yeah. in America? No. California's like, you bought yeah. a fucking Samsung? Yeah. You could have bought yeah. Apple, you yeah. piece of shit. Well, <laughs> you know, it's made overseas anyway, so whatever. But yeah, like, oh, but that, that oh kind of... Don't kill yourself. But yeah. that, that intense Whoa. kind of like ethnic loyalty yeah. and outgroup hostility is something that is... So it comes with it all these different kinds of, of pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I mean... It's amazing because human beings are, are, are tribal creatures, oh, yeah. but we've become... We live in societies that are so large. Yes. We have such a large and dense population that we've right. forgotten about the tribal part. Yes. And we try to pretend it doesn't exist, which I think is it's one of the most, I think, dangerous kind of lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're all... You know, people that... that that go on social media and say, oh, I'm a global citizen. Like, what does that even mean? Get the fuck out of here. Right? It's yeah. like, citizen means I'm this and I'm not that. that I'm part of this family and not yeah. that family. That, it's, that falls under spiritual. Right. This you know? thing is yeah. a global it's passport like, where you can just move around. It's like the, uh, what is the, what's the thing where people, we need what's a the kind of citizen? Or? It's the, um, it's a something citizen. Sovereign citizen. Sovereign right? citizen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a perfect example. Is that the one where you're born midair? No, no, no. Sovereign. It's a skydiving. It's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of thing that I see some people in the U.S. do where they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm a sovereign, I'm a sovereign citizen, which means that, you know, my, my home is my country and, and America is a foreign country that I kind of wander into to get my groceries and Come back to my sovereign. Yeah. No, no, no that's, yeah. that's a thing. There's a, no, there's seriously. A, there He's are right. there are thousands of people that they declare themselves as. I mean, obviously they live inside of a of a actual. Yeah, state. and their and their yeah. passport says otherwise. And they have a they social don't have a security. They don't have a passport. <laughs> what the? They've f- never traveled yeah. in their lives. Oh yeah, no. they don't. Have, they've never traveled in their lives. They they will. They got a they got a license as a kid maybe, and then as an adult they go, oh, I'm a, I've declared myself a sovereign citizen. I mean, I think the real reason is a lot of times they have like arrest warrants and stuff, and this, so this is they think this is gonna yeah. get them out of like, oh well, you can't extradite me because I'm in a foreign country now. I'm in the country of like Miastan. Yeah, and, <laughs> Miastan. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and you need you need to get like uh, you need to, yeah. you you need a you need an entry visa to get to my uh, get to my country. Yeah, which is like you know my like you know three acres in the countryside, and so you my know, plot of land sheesh. owned by the state of California. Shut <laughs> 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 your don't, don't don't ruin the illusion, man. <laughs> Quiet on the set. You're shattering the fourth wall. But but yeah, that's that's the. But that's it's a weird cope. And it's, yeah. it's you know there's a one of my uh, there's a series I love uh, on Amazon the uh, Bosch. Uh, it's a mm. it's a police detective not, uh, series, and okay. so one of the episodes it goes into like a guy who's a whole family that calls themselves sovereign citizens and whatnot, and oh it's Lord. like, and they have yeah, then they they go in, it's like oh I'm gonna go into this foreign country called California and go get some groceries and come back to my my my, my, my own land, <laughs> yeah. you know? and then they go okay, well look, your cousin's wanted for murder, so we're gonna it's like <laughs> oh you're encroaching on my land. <laughs> This you're, is not going to work. These, are, these, 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 you're, these foreigners, you did not get permission from like a Mia stand to, to cross, yeah. uh, cross this new country. You know, you're all in violation Wait, of yeah. UN rules. Like, okay, dude. 
That's some boring shit, Is this a real shit, show? Uh, no, no, when I say real, like, is it more of like a documentary style? Oh, no, no, or no, 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 this, was, this, this is scripted, but okay, it's, like, it's, okay. it's reflecting a real-life phenomenon of people that declare themselves sovereign. This is, gotcha. okay. this is behavior that, that I don't know the full number, but it's definitely in the thousands of people that do sincerely believe themselves to be, yeah. like, sovereign You citizens. know people so are it's, taking uh, advantage It's, it's of called Bosch? Yes. Uh, the series is called Bosch, and okay. it's, uh, it's a great series, um, and it's, I think they're in their eighth season now. But yeah, it's, if you have Amazon, you already have it. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. a homicide detective, and he's kind of, seat of the pants play by his own mm. rules kind of archetype but one of the, i think it's season two or three where they deal with sovereign citizens and they're like yeah we dealt with this before <laughs> you have to like nod politely as a yes yeah. yes i'm a foreigner encroaching on your on your foreign foreign store no i didn't yeah. get an entry stamp to cross into your <laughs> state <laughs> out of my passport with me i'm in violation of international laws file a complaint with the un i'm, I'm still arresting your cousin yeah <laughs> oh my god dude. oh my god i thought that was real for a second so when you said they're like you can't enter this country without a visa yeah. and you're like and they yeah. said well your cousin murdered 40 people. Yeah, like, like, yeah. It's time for him to go in. Whoa. I'm like, holy shit, Listen, you can't you extradite surprised? him. You need an extradition order from the UN. It's like, no, I don't. Uh, Would you no. be surprised with the crazy shit that's going on? Yeah. Like, But it's, it's, it's like, yeah. bro, you're in Fullerton. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. This ain't Guam. Well, all right. I mean, I, in fairness, I mean, they'll do things like Indian reservations, I think, are technically. Yes, right? you're so correct. So they'll view these things like, well, see, it, it, it works with them, so it's work with me, too. I'm my own sovereign country. No. It's like, yeah, I can own my own casino. I can, I can run a whorehouse. It's like... Uh, so it's it's a weird they have enough things in the real world that do corroborate with it and they kind of latch onto them and then think and then kind of expand upon those things to, as proof of whatever mm. notion they have in their heads that's it's like all right and a big thing also is that you know all, well as a sovereign citizen i don't need to pay taxes oh, oh that, right mm. that the taxes are tribute to a foreign country well i'm not an american so i don't need to pay american taxes <laughs> I'm 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 the i'm the president of mia stan and and you know i have my own taxes and i'm I a furry yeah come on now, what do you think of that? I know a lot of people that like work in Dubai, for example. Mm -hmm. they've, they've lived here for 30 years, and then yeah. in the 30th year, they just moved to Dubai. Yeah. And now they're paying, like, they're still paying taxes mm -hmm. on top of everything else. Right. What do you think of that law? The, because oh, I, the, the I, I typically yeah. dislike it. Yeah. You know, the foreign country tax. It's the, the U.S. is the only country that taxes its citizens overseas. No other country does this. Wow. Yeah. It's, if you look every other country... <laughs> Industrialized nations, they say if you're a you know a French national, a British national, whatever, if you earn money outside of the country, we have nothing to do with it. Which is why actually it's extra obnoxious to set up bank accounts even overseas. If you have a U.S. passport, hmm. they're like, well, we got we have reporting requirements, so yeah. every dollar that comes in, we have to file a bunch of stuff to. And then when you file taxes, you have to just declare that like, yes, I don't have any foreign accounts, or yes, I do, and here's the account numbers. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're lying on a tax return with a felony. I, I find that very annoying. It's it's a fascinating. It's yeah. it's a it's a weird. It's tip, the, the the story the U.S. tells itself is well. It's such a privilege to be an American that no matter where you are, you get the benefits of having an American passport. So, and if yeah. you're making enough that you're subject, because the thing is, the first yeah. I think eighty thousand you earn outside the U.S. It's not yeah. subject to taxes. So if you're paying taxes and you're living overseas, you're doing really really well. So the it's a very unsympathetic um, sub-demographic. No mm -hmm. one's going, oh, the poor guy who's making 300 grand has, has a cough up like five grand to the feds. Ugh. It's only five Gs? But whatever. Like, remember, yeah. like, if you make, whatever amount. <clears throat> I'm just wondering like, what the tax rate is because here in California, you get your eyes gouged out if oh, yeah, you make yeah. over like 200K. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, you're making 200, you're complaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's but still, the, the fact that you're going to a foreign bank and you're making foreign currency, dude. Yep. Right, yep. and then there's still like uh, they want to file paperwork that li lines up with America. They want they want their piece. It's, it's yeah. 
It's yeah. the uh, it's it. Think of the U.S. a mafia boss. Yes, <laughs> it's the American go. way. They were paying you yeah, for Uncle Tony needs <laughs> yeah. his cuss. He needs his taste, man. <laughs> you can't deny Uncle Tony's taste. Yeah, the mafia boss that takes it up the ass. Yeah, well, you know, it's like uh, you know that, that's a nice passport you got there. It'd be a shame if something would have happened to it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I got you, Marty. Exactly. Be a shame if we had to send you the China. 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 Speaking of, you wanted to touch on that a little bit, or do absolutely because this is a rabbit hole that we yeah we can touch on a little bit. Of it, oh. I think it's um, the yeah. So I mean, I've been watching this for quite some time. What's going on? And I mean, there's a lot of pieces going on. I think the thing that I've been most interested in recently was the um, was the <clears throat> China Daily is the English newspaper that's all the newspapers in China are owned by the government. China Daily is the English one. That's this is their like kind of PR scrubbed. Like this is what we want the English speaking world to know about China. Mm. So from that perspective, it's interesting to see what they they have to kind of grudgingly admit. They can't just completely pump out pro China article after if it looks too obviously propaganda, no one would trust it. So they have to incorporate some controlled amounts of unflattering information. Mm -hmm. And so the the fascinating thing to me that came out this is the, this article came out I think about ten years ago, where they admitted that like lots and lots of billionaires in china and their children and their you know people that are associated with them are die under very weird circumstances like the average age of death of a billionaire in china is like 45 or something Whoa. like there's like people that their ferraris blow up Whoa. you know so and so's kid has a heart attack at 25 or something yeah like, that's normal and it, you obviously there's a pattern where there's you're a like pattern. come on like and so the the and this is just my own theory again i've no hard like here's the smoking gun so if you zoom back i and then there's, but basically, depending on how you slice it, about 15 or 16 families that effectively rule China. Mm -hmm. they're, they're dynastic families that have multiple generations, business interests, and land and whatnot that go back years and years and years. And they're all, there's a, some of them that are allied with each other, others that are like deadly enemies. And the current president, uh, Xi Jinping, he has the support of about four of these families. The other of these 15, 16 families, they don't like him, but mm. they can't form their own coalition. They have He has a plurality. The others can't agree on someone else to oust mm. him. So that's why he's currently in position of, of where, where he is. And so these other very powerful families, they don't like him, but they can't agree upon someone to replace him. And and they're fighting each other constantly. You know, They're, they're killing each other's as like heirs. Yeah. They're, they're blowing up each other's Ferraris and whatnot. Um, and... And so part of China's aggressive outward expansion is to try and like quarantine some of the most antagonistic families away from each other. So the the uh, the massive growth that China has the Belt and Road Initiative and Eastern Africa being colonized. It's imagine if you're these fifteen families; they're not equal in power and, and prestige. If you're like a number fourteen, number fifteen family, it's like well, you're barely even in the ruling class families, yeah. and it's like. You, they get approached and say, look, you're never going to take Shanghai. You're never going to take Beijing. You're going to be fighting for some third-tier Chinese city, dealing with rivals that have more resources than you. How about this? You take all your family, all your stuff, and you go to Africa. You get to be kings in a brand-new country, and we'll take the family that most wants to kill you and move them to the southern part of Africa. Yeah. You two stay on each side. Stop murdering each other and make money. How's that? Yeah. And both of you will be number both one. Both of you will be in a much better spot, right? Yeah. You get to be number one. <clears throat> and then you got to cross all the way across Africa to start killing off each other. Or you can just make money and just quietly just 
stop move along stop the shit yeah stop blowing each other's kids up and murdering each other and it and sounds like the chinese version of peaky blinders to be honest. <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> in the distance all yeah. you hear is zooming into the countries and zooming out <laughs> game of china so yeah. so what is what yeah. is their <laughs> game of china. are you aware of their strategy in terms of africa specifically look well it's it's colonization and conquest, basically. I mean, it's that's so as much the, as they can get, as much as they can yeah. get, and then different parts of it are going to be. I mean, the specific things that are interesting to me are like, um, what was it? The Democratic Republic of Congo, a landlocked country, has something like about a third or half of the world's cobalt. Wow. Very important co- substance yeah. for batteries. And, yeah, yeah, for batteries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the and since it's a landlocked country, you have to ship all the stuff you mine via train. All the train companies that service the Democratic Republic of Congo are owned by Chinese companies. A hundred percent. Uncle Chang wants hey, his taste. Hey, and uh, you're not gonna Uncle get. Chang you're not gonna move anything people. unless you pay Uncle Chang his taste. All, all I'm saying is, the lit. Chinese they're so ahead of the curve yeah. on a lot of shit. Right. Like, I mean, I've been watching TED Talk videos. They're like, Africa is gonna be the next booming economy. Now, the Chinese got that shit on lock. Yeah, yeah. They are, it, it no, is, but not knew, the way you're thinking. They yeah. knew about that shit 20 years ago, yeah. and now they're starting to set the foundations, or it's like actually really rolling right. along mm-hmm. across. And this is the thing. I mean, the area that we all think of as China right now, it's like 98% Han Chinese. That part used to be a lot more ethnically diverse. And the Han Chinese are just really, really good at kind of conquering, raping their way across, and you know then what that reminds you of? erasing like uh, any existence, any any trace of the former inhabitants. Mm. So, the, in, I I have no doubt that in fifty to hundred years there will be parts of Africa that will be like one hundred percent Han Chinese, and people will say, "Oh yeah, this is our ancestral homeland. We've always been here." Huh. And yeah. like Whoa. anyone who's going to disagree, it's like, "Ah, they're dead." No, 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 that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure black people are parts of Africa, but not this part. This is this part's a Chinese homeland. The most recent victims being yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it's, that's gonna. I mean, I'm not saying this with any sort of glee, but it's like this is how the Chinese operate. They've already proven in our lifetime we see this happening with like uh, Western China. With it, I don't know if you know in uh, Tibet uh, they've got a <clears throat> China is already like insisting that all of the schools in Tibet they don't they don't teach uh, Tibetan anymore. They teach Mandarin Chinese. Ah, and so shit. and then tons of, because of the gender imbalance of uh, of major cities. They're moving lots of unmarried Chinese men into Tibet, where they have more money than local t- Tibetan men, and so they're marrying women, having kids with them, raising them Chinese. And like at some point, it's like, well, let's put it to a vote. Do you want to be part of China or are you Tibetan? Like, ah, oh, I'm a quarter Tibetan. I don't really care. Whatever. I'll go along with it. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I mean, I mean we it's were watching. It's a damn smart strategy. It's it's very very powerful, and that that's that strategy is already basically the the Tibetan identity is probably going to be erased in the next 50 years. And we already see the beginnings of it, and the end of it will probably be in about 50 to 100 years. And mm. so Africa, it's still relatively early, but it's the same strategy. Yeah. So the, the there's no there's not like, oh, well, that's a little too much. We don't want to be... The Chinese are willing to like murder their own citizens over like you know people that speak ill of the president. Yeah, seriously. You know, if it's like people that are not Chinese, like they're, they're, it's a very ruthless people that in some ways makes them incredible survivors. But also makes it very, very dangerous to be their enemy. So it's a, it's a very weird thing to be witness yeah. to, and also like, how do you? Yeah. You know, so I mean, I I love being in America and the and the freedom associated with it, but also it's like, this is also this is this is the history of your people too. This is a very bloody and conquerors mm. people, and yeah. for they feel like you know for a hundred years we've been kind of you know being a poor country that's been very humiliated by the West advancing, and now now it's our turn. We're there. There's a very confidently ascendant 
kind of mentality that yeah. that mm. feels... Remind, reminds you of Jordan. Mm. How so? Where it, it's countries like that where you know if you speak ill, yes. dude, you're automatically on you're a done. blacklist. You're yep. getting shit shoved oh, up yeah. your ass yeah. while you're fucking <laughs> it's yep. just begging gnarly. for like yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the short version of it. I mean, there's a lot more. Like, I would love to dive deeper into like one of the things that we mentioned earlier in our conversation before the recording was I would love to figure out who the richest, the most powerful person is in the northern colony of Africa mm-hmm. and the, chi- the Chinese guy up there <laughs> yeah. and the richest, the powerful person in the southern. I, I want to know each of their stories and I want to hear them describe the other guy. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that it's like, motherfucker. Yeah, that guy. Oh, he's a murdering psychopath and a rapist. <laughs> Me, I'm benevolent. I'm yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm the nice guy. He was. I'm like, infallible. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he that said jackass. what? <laughs> oh, that guy's a total piece of crap. Right? And and I'm sure they both have like incredibly, <laughs> yeah. you know, horrific stories about the other person. And I'm sure that they sincerely believe it. Yeah, you uh, could start the craziest intercontinental beef. Of all <laughs> <time>. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you can do that, or you can just make money. So it's like, all right, you yeah. know what? He's so far away. I'm just gonna like make make mean like you know Chinese Weibo post about the dude, and yeah. then like, go back to my, my counting my billions and drive my Ferrari and God. you know murdering the locals or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ! <laughs> Next ten to twenty years, going to be very murder some locals. Typical Tuesday, yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, Mondays, <laughs> yeah. Mondays are the worst. Oh man, whole routine. weekend with the bodies got to dispose of. Throw them oh, in the incinerator. Hey, oh. Morn- mornings like these. Oh, man. <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, you know, this podcast definitely kills any political career any of us here have. Oh Ooh, yeah. For oh yeah. Sure, this dude. video from like. But I wasn't planning ago. on it anyway. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, we're not going into politics. Let's be no, real. God, no, but no, at no, the terrible, same time, terrible. like at least somebody's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's there. It's yes. like totally visible, and right. I feel like nobody talks about it, this shit. It's like the. Oh, did you see that filter on TikTok? You're like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the news yeah, coverage of the Uyghur people. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, that I, one I thing? I was just about to talk yeah. about that. So I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, what are you referring to? Is it Uyghur or Uyghur? Uyghur. Uyghur? Uyghur? Yeah. Okay. Uyghur I was, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Uyghur. So there was two people's <laughs> opinion, or your opinion I wanted to ask yeah. about that, the Uyghur situation. Yeah. So are we... I, I don't even know how to approach that question. Just what do you think about it in I general? I know very little about them, so I don't want to have a strong... It's, there's, it's, it's, it, they're, they're treated like a lot of other people that fall within Chinese territory, where it's like either conform or die. You know, the, the, the <laughs> Tibetans are similar. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you have your Tibetan thing, but no. And, and so there's, there, China feels very confident in being able to assert itself in these kinds of ways that they, when they were poorer and less ascendant, they didn't have that confidence. There is even like parts of uh, China that border, border Mongolia, and they're <clears> insisting <throat> that all those schools, they used to teach Mongolian, like, no, 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 we're teaching Mandarin Chinese. If you want to learn Mongolian, you do that on your own. All the schools, all the languages, if you, all the bank accounts, anything that's official and part of like legit society is Chinese, and you do your barbarian Mongolian shit elsewhere. And so that is going to create its own sort of, I mean, if you have to learn a language and that's the official language, who wants to learn some esoteric language that only is spoken by the poor people and the marginalized. No one's going to want to learn it. And then that's the multi-generational strategy. Second, third, fourth generation is like, well, why even bother? It's the language of the poors, right? Who wants to learn like Navajo? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I would. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> you say you would, but no, no, you no, want no. to devote like... Well, I, for me personally, I want to live out in the middle of essentially nowhere. Okay. Like two to three miles away from the nearest <laughs> airport. Like that's ideal for me. Okay. So to learn like the local language, if that is, let's just say Navajo, for okay. instance, I would love to do that. Okay. Cause if somebody strolls yeah. by and they're like, they happen to be native American, you're like, you just talk or you can to just them. Three, talk to him in English. Hey, <laughs> they'll know the English anyway. Hey, so I know like, he knows English, but Hey, how cool would that be? I always translate, bro. Second. Come on. But it's like the, the, the huh. think this through, like you have a fine amount of time. Do you want to spend like, you know, the, you know 
a hundred hours on Duolingo to know like fifteen <laughs> phrases. That was right? my logic. I, I wanted to learn Italian. Right. But then I'm like, okay, I have English on my side. This right. is the universal it's exactly. like the go to default language. Exactly. So why yeah. am I gonna I can spend my time doing other things? Dude, I'd right. still like yeah. to learn it. You'd like to learn it if it was yes. like if it was like some machine like in the Matrix, you know, I know kung fu. If you can download your brain, <laughs> sure, that would be a fun, you know, slot that in, whatever. But if it requires like X amount of actual time sitting in front of it, learning a vocabulary word, rehearsing it, listening to a native person say it and correct you when you get it wrong, you know, hours and hours and hours when you could spend hours and hours leveling up something else, yeah. would you spend those hours? And the answer is no. It's opportunity like cost. Yeah. For Jap- if you want to learn Japanese, it's like you need two to 3,000 hours mm-hmm. of practice. Right. And that's just speaking it with somebody. It's right. for anything, right. too. Yeah. Right. For, for some languages are easier to learn, but mm-hmm. yeah, Japanese, some languages you require that level of intensity. <laughs> And it's like if you if you have a specific reason why you want to learn Japanese, fine. You yeah. know, but if it's like okay, it's just a fun thing to do, it's yeah. like yeah, no. I saw this cool no. chart actually yeah. where it it put different languages into a group, uh-huh. right? And then there's like the level four, which is the insanely hard, right? Right. And it says basically if you come from a native tongue of this language, mm-hmm. these languages would sit right in your alley. Oh, okay. So adjacent languages, language. exactly. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That makes and then uh, like Spanish, English, and whatever was just French, like in the French, same German, dude. Yeah, 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 it was just very easy, very right. simple, quick. One year, you one to down. the other, fairly yeah. straightforward. Trans- yeah. <clears throat> and others are like very other, completely different. And yeah, and it's surprisingly, man. Yeah. Arabic mm. is just as complex as the most complex. Oh okay. my god, like, dude. Yeah, probably. Because it's, it might as mission to like I finally understand. Like, um, I come from a Palestinian household. Okay. So. My parents, when they speak or like they try to speak their mind or their emotions, mm-hmm. right? There are so many words mm-hmm. that they can come up with. Mm-hmm. And then me trying to directly translate it into English, You're like, I can't even think dude, of Dude, and word. ways of pronunciation too. Right. Oh my God. The it's, subtleties, it's, the granularities yeah, of various I can like, think yes. of a close phrase, right. but that's it. Like but if you, you know where it falls apart. You know in what yeah. ways it's like yeah. not adequately it just, translated. You like cannot you exhale get wrong full on effect. certain words. Yeah. Like it and that's why. I can imagine, dude. Like right. so back in the day when people used to cry during poetry readings, mm-hmm. that made sense right. if it was in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was just whew, the, straight arrow the, to your heart. Right. right. The level of granularity that they yeah. can express it's in various just things so, in other languages. So rich. Right. Yeah. So it's... And all that gets wiped out, I think, and that's that's what I that's what I fear about in China is that they, it's a monoculture that is very much in an expansion phrase because before it was in a very kind of defensive position of everyone else is richer than us, we have to mm. like sell cheap manufactured you know counterfeit stuff to kind of like you know shoehorn in on <laughs> on on some white person's racket and whatever. Now it's like no, we got our own shit, and now we are the one dictating. We are the ones with the gold. We're the ones with the money. We're the ones with the construction companies. We're telling you what's up now. Yeah, and there's a there's a generation of like twenty something, thirty something that feel very, very aggressive about the rest of the world, and there's a sort of a sense of pent up like we've endured a century of of humiliation, and now it's time for us to retake mm. the center of the world thing. And it's, I mean, the Chinese name for its own country is Zhongguo. It's like the middle country. We're in the middle. Mm, yeah. All y'all are just in the side. You're all these side <laughs> countries. You're the north of us. You're we are of, the center of the, the universe. Yeah. We're the center of the universe, and y'all are just like you know. Wander from like the main domain uh, uh, main HQ. Now I'm I'm fascinated with the solution end of the spectrum. Like, no. at least in terms of the U.S. and China specifically. Yes. I I would assume that there's no bridging the gap because this is a communist regime. Yes. So it's like you know okay we can take political action against them we can put tariffs on them, uh, put some financial burden on them but then you know after that what do we have other than war? It's the threat of so. It's a complicated, yeah, it's a complicated answer. I, there's no easy solution. I do feel like there are, there are definitely 
the thing is that because there's so many Chinese people and not everyone is inside China and steeped in Chinese, like, uh, uh, yeah. or there's there's enough of of uh, people outside of China that have very different ideas of mm. what it means to be Chinese. That that's where I think that the change has to come from. It has to come at some level from within. You can't have an external force because that will be resisted. Yeah. It'll be viewed as an attack by outsiders and the insiders. If you view it from the perspective of let's sort ourselves out. Because, I mean, we talked about this earlier before with the recording that I think a, the, my, my view is that a lot of the conflict we experience is because countries are too large. Mm. We have a distant king that's going dic- to issue dictates and then he's going to send his armed men to come to our little town. You know, most people, they would prefer, if we have to have a ruler, to have a ruler that grew up in our community, mm. steeped in our values, someone that we've known or at least two, three degrees of separation from, and even if we disagree with them, at least we get where they're coming from. Whereas, what do we have in common with those distant kings? I mean, even in China, yeah. the president comes from typically uh, two or three cities. That's it. Hmm. All, you know, all this territory, and yet everyone's from Beijing or, or Shanghai. And wow. everything is shot through the lens of the Beijing-Shanghai perspective. I mean, think of the U.S., I mean, how many presidents come from Wisconsin or, or Nevada? Mm-hmm. And, Not many. Right? <laughs> You're right. None. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a thing that, you know, we, and so there's that resentment that, you know, not my voice never gets heard. I get this fake choice every year of like this rich guy from this this faction of rich people and this other guy representing the other faction of rich people. Mm-hmm. And that's, and then we, we had to pretend that, oh, well, see, you get to have a choice. And I think most people, they would prefer to have smaller regional governments that are beholden just to, our thing yeah here's you know everyone here is a pig farmer or is f- friends with a pig farmer and that's what we know and that's what we do and the president you know is a pig farmer and we're okay with that right we're and i think that's the ultimate stable solution is because even in china it's a, it's a tough thing to be president of a nation in which like a lot of billionaire powerful families actually resent the fact that you're president hmm. you're constantly like on the lookout for assassins <clears throat> on the on the lookout for saboteurs that are trying to infiltrate your organization to spy on you to humiliate you better to have people that are I mean like Singapore is an example of a successful largely Han Chinese people that are separate of government from mm. from uh, mainland China um, other places I think similar to, to, yeah, this is a, this is kind of heresy for everybody I guess but my view is that in the US everywhere people are better off if we can form smaller coherent countries that are able to have our own local rulers our own local customs yeah. and we can trade with everyone. We can be on friendly terms with everyone. It just we makes just more don't sense. One hundred percent. Yeah. If we you travel a lot, you'll see it. You can travel, and then yeah. but you can go back <clears throat> to a place. And if you don't like where you're born in for whatever reason, then yeah, go to a place that's more congruent with your values. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you'd be happier in a foreign country, you know, then go to that place. If you want to be in a super traditional place where everyone has kids and married at twenty five, then there are places like that. Go there. Yeah. You. I want to be a hedonist. I want to do lots of drugs. I want to have threesomes or whatever. It's like there's places <laughs> like society, that, right? Swinger parties, but, but New Mexico, Nevada. It's well, one of the two, <laughs> right? So that's and and to not imp, not impose your preferences onto others or insist that it's got to be at the government level down. Everyone's got to live the way I prefer to live. Yeah, it's a pretty arrogant way to go through life, I think. And so that's 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 I think the more that's the peaceful solution is encouraging people to think uh, regionally because if you're forcing everyone to live under the same banner, you can have a lot of miserable people. And if people are miserable, then they have to be forced to obey at the point of a gun. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people from you know outside this, the, the regional areas, armed men that force you to say, no, you're going to do it this way because we say so from the, from the capital. Yeah. Right? I mean, look at the Hunger Games. Like the, the capital has all the power and all these 
every single district hates the capital, but they're forced to play along because they're the ones that have all the resources and guns. Yeah, it's true. Whereas if you just simply have your own, yeah, there's there's, there's it's poor. There's pride and whatever, and just being like, I grow my own food. I'll never be able to afford, you know, a fancy blah blah blah. But everything that I produce produce is mine. Yeah, I don't I don't take any handouts. I don't I'm not taking on anyone's charity. Every, all the food I grow is from my own hand, and I'll never be rich, and I'm okay with it because That's everything, everything I have is stolen. Imagine being so distant. Yeah, that where you you're like, there's no way. Like I'm so out here yeah. that I can never be controlled. Right, and then they have control anyway. Right, the, it just it really yeah yeah it really fucks with you because right. you're a whole separate community. You're a whole different country technically right. at that yeah. point. And that's, but you're a puppet. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then you that's, still, you that's, still get that's, that's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, will. and that's that's an idea that I think a lot of people. Let me like I've I've met people from China, and so. I think they're usually because I was born in Taiwan. They always assume I'm going to be some like Taiwan zealot and whatever. It's like I, I get why you would want to think that way, but here's my and usually I can at least we go, huh? I haven't thought of it that way. Mm. And that's the beginning of hopefully you know I can only talk to so many people once, but the whole the the value I think of things like social media and whatnot is that if you can pre- present these kinds of peaceful alternatives, I'm not mm. saying violent overthrow or whatever. I'm like, let's let people rule themselves in yeah. more autonomous regional zones. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a it's not going to get shut down by any sort of like, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're spreading subversion. But it's also, <laughs> I think, the most peaceful way that people can can uh, organize themselves and not be subject to to distant kings and and be forced to obey edicts that have to be enforced at the point of a gun. But we'll see. I mean, the humans do have a warlike tendency. We are all yeah. still the descendants of like... Yeah. You know, warriors and rapists and whatnot. Hard-headed too. mofos. So the, the likelihood of it happening is not zero. I'll do everything I can to talk people down and reduce the probability of that. But that's all I can do. I'm a, yeah. Ultimately, my yeah. archetype, the one that I lean hardest on is is businessman and salesman. So mm. uh, I, I have a much better salesman archetype. I, I'm a much better salesman than I am a warrior. So I prefer, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I want things to be my wheelhouse. If, we have to, if you force me to fight, I'll fight, but I won't be good at it. The warrior of sales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buy or die. I, I, I love that. I always thought that, um, I guess, the solution yeah. to China, if you want to even call it that, was a funda- like a fundamental change of how the people view politics from the ground mm. up, which is, in a sense, kind of what you're predicting, right? Like yeah. more autonomous, um, almost like city-states, yeah. which, I mean, if you want to, maybe like the, maybe like the, how the U.S. runs it, where we have our own states, but right. we're all under one government. However, right. there's a, bigger or greater importance of autonomy right. for mm-hmm. the city-states, right? Then I started to think about it. Mm. So I did a little bit of research into China's history and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I went back to, um, the first thing I thought of was Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking at all the younger Chinese people, and I'm like, your parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, like they fought for democracy. And it feels like it's kind of just getting thrown out the window a little bit as mm-hmm. time goes on. I mean, like, People were taking bullets in the streets, standing in front of tanks. You know, the funny thing about that is that because the Chinese government controls the education, several years ago, I was dating a woman who lived near Tiananmen, and I asked her, like, so uh, where were you when that thing happened, when the incident in Tiananmen Square happened? And she says, oh, you mean that time that all those students attacked those soldiers? Oh, Are you serious? That's the education that a billion Chinese people grow up with, was a bunch of students ganged up and attacked those. Yeah. (laughs) And that's their understanding of history, unless, and, and that's what's in all the history books. And that is what, that, and this is like, there are people, there are people with living memory contradicting it, but that's their education. And unless they go off the reservation, 
I mean, because oh yeah, you'll hear other stuff, but that's just like anti-China propaganda. That's how that. <laughs> so they're they're already primed to say, okay, no, someone's going to tell you that's not true. Well, here's their defense. If you've ever, I mean, if you ever know anyone who's been in a cult, you know that this is actually very common. You'll you'll have a story, and you know the story's going to get contradicted by outsiders. So you already have a preloaded story to at least mm. give the NPC something to say when that contradictory narrative is presented. So this wow. is the thing. It's that's why there's. To control a people, you control the education of their history. If their understanding of history is on your terms, then they will behave in a fairly predictable way. There'll be the rebellious X percent that's going to like want to dissent and kind of do research on their own. But most people will take exactly literal value what's presented to them when they're like 12, 13, 15 years old. Most people, right? So if you can control that, you pretty much have them. That's a good point. Dude, that makes you wonder. Yo. Reading through our books that are just sent by us from our school districts. Yes. How much of that is propaganda? A lot yep. of it. A yep. lot yep. of our Columbus yep. section. Oh, oh my God. God. Yep. There's a lot of. Well, there's a, right? I thought about this as well. Like, yeah. How do we? Like, we are we, should, we are kids, bro. You know, we like, need to. How do you even, we need to grab a history book from like a high school. Dude, I am right so now. down. You yeah. know what? I'll grab my little yeah. brothers. We're we in middle school. Right what also would be interesting, and this is something I've been curious about, is there's a ton of textbooks that. I don't know where they are now, but textbooks from the 1960s, 1940s. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what, and then compare the difference between textbooks from like 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 yeah. years ago versus right now. The problem is a lot of these books do get destroyed. And so then that's it. The history, the history of history is erased. And that to me is really <laughs> the, the meta history, right? Yeah. That to me is far more interesting than whatever yeah. the actual thing is being taught. Because it's like, all right, you're going to have whatever yeah. it could be. But you're seeing it actively now. People mm. are like, you know, tearing down statues oh. and whatever. What did we upgrade this time? You know? Right. <laughs> right. What, and each patch, each firmware well, like, patch, basically, we're not told what the, what's in the patch. It's like, download, yeah. do you download? Oh, okay, download, download, download. We're just constantly <laughs> downloading patches. We have no yeah. idea. Is it downgrading our phone? Who the fuck knows? Because that's I'm, a good I feel point. like that's what, that's what history, that's what like stories are. They're basically like, uh, they're, they're, they're software patches. Yeah. Mm. You're, they're, they're, there's crowd control patches that are being pushed out from a central location. And you can refuse the patch for a while, and then eventually your phone performance will degrade. Yeah. Right. If you don't have the current patch of like you know woke uh, woke no, culture, no, the woke culture you know, 5.0, <laughs> you're gonna not fit into this culture. You're gonna be yeah. constantly fighting. The, you know, they're gonna keep telling you update. Your your, your updates are past due. What's yeah. going on, man? It's the current year. Yo. In order to proceed, you must up. Exactly. Yeah, you must upgrade. Take down this Caucasian 5G. statue exactly. immediately. Exactly. You remember that fucking Sony oh, wait, PlayStation used to do that. Oh wait, sorry. The, the statue thing. There's something that always cracked me up Yo. about it because, for example, like in certain southern towns, I forget which one it was exactly. Yeah. There was a statue of Robert E. Lee that yeah. got taken down and yeah, like yeah. thrown into a river or yeah. some shit. Yeah. And people were like, "You can't take down that statue." And I'm like, "Why? Well, why? Well, I." Good. What are your thoughts? So people are like, "There's a historical stance to it. The yes. fact that he wanted black people to be enslaved." Uh-huh. But that that and too then was... you're, and then you're like, "Well, what about the military history? He fought for slavery?" But at the same time, like, you're not advocating for slavery. Right. It's, just, it's simple, just a mark. It's, it's a, a mark and also it's it's a, it's a sign of reconciliation that okay, you fought a bloody history and then at the end of it, in this, you know, typically when you have an unsuccessful rebellion, every single person who's considered a traitor now gets executed and their names are erased from history. Like that's the typical history. Here in the US, it's like, okay, you know what? We fought about it, we're done with it. And Confederate soldiers were treated as US veterans and they were given veterans benefits into hmm. their death. And that's an interesting gesture that no other rebellion, unsuccessful rebellion has ever done for its unsuccessful rebels. Usually it's like, okay, you tried wow. to fight us. Really? Fuck you, you're all dead. Right? Wow. So now you, like, so they got pensions. They, they, you know, US soldiers get pensions if you serve in the military. And so it's like, okay, look, I know it's 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 like okay it, it was a hard decision. I'm like all right, look, we we're done with it now. We buried the hatchet. 
let's treat each other as brothers again, and we're even going to treat you as an elevated member of someone who fought honorably, if from their perspective, the wrong side. Right? So that's that's the other way to view it. Hmm. And I guess in a lot of cases with the Civil War, for instance, yeah. like I feel like a lot of people just kind of got caught up into something that they didn't want to be involved in in the first There's place. There's a lot which of Which is that usually well. what most of war is, yeah. or at least the soldiers on the ground, right? right? They're like, fuck, I had to do this. Right? And so that, from that perspective... I, I'm sympathetic toward it. I think that it's it's a it's a, and if you think if you talk about like you know people with with uh, dodgy history, there's a gigantic ass statue of Genghis Khan who's raped a lot more people and a murdered lot. a ton of people, a lot. enslaved like way more people than the, than the yeah. multiple Souths, you know, all throughout Jesus. Asia yeah. and like the Middle East, all the way to like the west, you know, eastern edge of Europe. If you want to go by that standard, you know, go ahead, tr- tr- go go to Mongolia. There's like a giant ass statue. Again. We like, dare you. Try to tear that shit down. I, I, oh, I you're gonna feeling, get the yeah, great right? con, right? So it's it's it's, it's, it's the so great con, bro. <laughs> but that, that's that's the thing. I feel like that part of part of our understanding of history is that yes, there are these, and at the time that was considered an honorable thing, and and to be able to in the lifetime of these soldiers, not like oh retroactively we get that. It was like while the while the injuries are still fresh, it was like okay, look. We finish this thing. Let's just let's just at least shake hands and be like done with it, as opposed to continuously punishing them after they lost the war. Mm. Also, which I think is a racist gesture. But go ahead. Yeah. Also, I just I just thought about that. They're trying to tear down racist history, but at the same time, they're not going to let you fucking forget about it. Right. It's a mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. This is this is. It's such a weird dichotomy. It's a very, like, dichotomy. very weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Weird. It's weird. So I I, I don't coffee. I feel like it's an, I live in the south. It's like it's not something that uh, that is. It it's it's short term like kind of gratifying, but it buys you a lot more. It's you're, you're reopening a bad wound for no good reason. Mm-hmm. There's not you, you don't are are people nowadays are their lives improved because this statue of a dead dude from 200 years ago is gone. And whose life is improved now? As it does nothing. It does. I mean, it doesn't. It, right? Yeah. Don't you think parents probably walked past that shit when they were younger and they're like, "This, nah. pe- this guy." No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> then they talk about like the piece of sh- or the racist history yeah. behind it, and they say like, "Oh, you don't want to be like this guy," something like that. I but mean, how many people time, walk by the statue? No, no. I would argue most song. people don't care about the no, statue. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it's just most people probably don't even acknowledge it. Right. So that's mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. It's not. It's, yeah. it's it's a curio for those who care about history. And if you do care about history, you understand that most people who have statues have like some dodgy, horrible thing about them. And it's like, yeah. that's part of it. I mean, there's like right? people that are trying to tear down the Lincoln statue. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, now it's like a reflexive hatred of anyone who's white. So yeah, it's, that thing is, it doesn't end with that. And yeah, exactly. There's no, that's why think of all, if people have a beef with like Genghis Khan and think of there's literally millions of descendants of people he's raped. If they all just gather, oh man, this stat, we're going to go there. We're going to, it's like. <laughs> Right, it's what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And yeah, it's true. And so, at some level, I feel like this is this is it's it's a short term catharsis, but also it normalizes a lot of kind of toxic behaviors of mm-hmm. of this idea that oh, once we tear this down, then we're gonna have this post. It's you're you're seething with anger as you do these kinds of things. I'm gonna destroy these these monuments to. I mean, it it in what way have have any poor person, any marginalized person, any descendants of slaves, in what ways have their lives been improved by this giant or and it's not just like, oh, we're gonna remove it carefully and you know put it in a museum somewhere. No, it's they a just violent booted thing. That shit off it's, of there. it's it's destruction. It's 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 this big ugly scar in the middle of uh of the of the way. It's being dragged. There's like, you know it the if it was gonna be done, it's done in an extremely destructive way that just 
rehashes a lot of unpleasant negative emotions. And if the whole point is to heal people, it's the opposite way of doing it. It's like, okay, well, look, maybe we don't honor him in the public square, put him in a museum, explain the history of it, blah, blah, blah. We'll place him with something who's you know, a little more neutral. And then it's decided by a committee. It's removed carefully and respectfully. It's, you know, everyone has a say. Okay, look, you know, I'm a descendant of slaves and I think it would be da da da. Well, you get a vote. Everyone gets a vote. And then we agree upon something. And some people are going to be happy and some mm. people will be dissatisfied with it. But we can all agree this is a better option. Like done in a civil manner, I think that would be a good compromise. This would be a much just, better approach. This, yeah. is just a, this is the orgy of like a, a angry emotional outburst. Yeah, it's, it's the classic like push and pull of like logic and emotion. Right. Okay, sure, you can react emotionally. Right. But yes. are you responding logically? Is that is that is that going to help like fifty years from now? Exactly. So fifty. You think, again, think long term. Fifty hundred years from now, like oh yeah, we tore all the stuff down and that was the beginning of our peaceful utopia. It's yeah. Like, no. It's like uh, the sensitivity links with emotional, and it's just stop. And, just stop. Just think for once. But people, I, 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 people, am, I am kind of amused by that the, the, the dynamic. The white guy was saying, yeah, it's okay to throw down a stadium. We're like, no, 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 no it's fine. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the people said, no, you know, it's fine. You know, it's just, yeah, no. that white guy said, she's like, whatever. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here's the deal. Let me, I just want to observe no. that as a meta observation. Yeah. Hold up, yeah, hold yeah, up, right? hold up. Go on. Am I saying the tearing down of the statue was the right move? In my opinion... Yeah, probably. However, was the approach to it okay. the best one that could have been taken? Okay. No. I'm with you on that one. There okay. should have been some civil discourse, <laughs> yeah. a couple town meetings here and there. Yeah. That's the thing. I think it's a complete waste of time and energy. Well, yeah. I think it's important. It does nothing. It's important to know the history of it so you don't yeah. repeat it. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. like, it's like, the, the, like you, you want to take the, the pride of actually accomplishing something. Right. But it's also no. the whole point is yeah. it's, it's, it's it was erected you know, <clears throat> with the understanding that, look, we had a horrible fight, but these are the honorable people that have stood on both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And to and to and making a tribute to a, to an honorable enemy is, I think, mm -hmm. ultimately a very powerful gesture of reconciliation, as opposed to oh, these are subhuman filth that need to be like erased and whatever. Right? That's <laughs> that's the that's usually what happens to like people that attempt rebellions that get crushed. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean history, right? No one has who builds a statue to unsuccessful rebels. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Their their names are stricken from history. Their their whatever castles they own are all like seized by the crown. Their children are like executed, and and they're you know like that's the usual fate. You try to rebel and you don't succeed. Like it's just, it's like a you are erased. <laughs> this is the I ultimate think. cancel culture. This, yeah, this yeah. is modern yeah. shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you think you got modern cancel? Oh no, 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 no. no. Medieval cancel culture is much worse. Think of yes. all the rebellions that have happened. Yeah. We have yeah. no fucking exactly. idea because nobody wrote about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. They are just absolutely like, that's, oh yeah, this castle's always belonged to this guy. Like, wait a minute. Hold up. No one I see some shit scratched shit. out. Wait, no, 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 In the stone. I, I think I see this other dude's name in that. Wait, hey, that, don't worry about that shit. Is that white out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Clear as fucking day. Yeah. Now, now I have a title history search in this castle. Wait a minute. This used to be owned by Lord <laughs> so-and-so. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Now, there's, there's one more topic that I want to cover. Go. I want to be respectful of your time and yeah, make sure yeah, yeah. that this whole thing, especially... Concerning that it's popular right now, this yeah. whole like cuties documentary. What is it? A documentary or no? It's not no, a, it's a no I thought it was a series. It's a but no, some people say it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. movie. It's, a movie. it's not it's, a it's series. A it's I don't a think it's movie. a. Yeah. I don't think there's multiple episodes. Thank God. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. Just shoot <laughs> yeah, myself, people, please. Season by season. Can't wait for season two. <laughs> oh. No, no. So with the outcry, I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. But yeah, go ahead. Now I know this is a rabbit hole, but like, 
And you have some very interesting points to bring yeah. up with yes. the, with this whole pedophilia. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess what's your, what's your <laughs> what a lead in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you got some shit. It's to awful. Say about That's all I have to say about it. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it disgusting. Makes a fucking... But at least the thing that I, you know, I mean, it's terrible, of course. Yes. But at the same time, I'm confident because most people don't approve of this shit. Right. If you look on YouTube right yeah. now, the trailer for it has like 1.5 million downvotes <laughs> and like 43k upvotes. That's right. I and wonder so, who oh, the pedophiles. Someone in the comment was like, "Oh, like I guess there's 43k pedophiles in on, on YouTube." <laughs> I thought the number would be higher, but oh. Okay, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> My God, yeah. What are, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, go ahead. I just think it's degeneracy. Yeah. What, what else am I going to say? Like, it's I mean, just, you, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, a longer it's conversation cool. about other <clears throat> things that I think are. It's there is a there's a lot of related things that I think, but it's it's a symbol of of what's going on in our our, our modern contemporary culture mm -hmm. that before I think would have. In a previous era, this it wouldn't even gotten this far. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it would have yeah. yeah. stopped way. at the production so, phase. So now I, it's like there. I feel like you know, there's a there's a term people say called like uh, compliance testing, where it's like mm -hmm. we're gonna do something to see how people react to it, and then okay, well that's too far, so we're gonna take a step back. And we, we, here's the thing we want to push, and it's like, well, I want to okay, well that was too far, so we're gonna dial it back and then mm -hmm. try it again, maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, remember the um, Nambla was a thing that exists in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm familiar. Nambla is an acronym for the North American Man Boy Love Association. Oh, you didn't know about this? Oh, yeah. wait, wait. Are you talking about like MAP what? people? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That, that's the modern rebrand re of it. There's an organization called NAMBLA, Nambla, which oh, was the, Nambla. Yeah, it's okay. the North Sorry. American Man Boy Love Association. Wow. Which was an advocacy organization that was started in the 1970s. Oh, mm. Jesus. Yeah. So, again, this, this stuff goes way back. And so yeah. they would, and of course, at the time, <laughs> The gay community was like, no, you're making us look bad. Don't associate with us, you know. And so they were like, no, we will, we don't want you flying your banners in our marches. Stay the hell away from us because you're ruining our brand. That's that's the, the the 1980s gay community's attitude toward Nambla. Now it's like, well, we're not going to like openly throw you under the bus. We'll kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. And oh. that's why things are where they are now. Oh, they mm. totally throw but, them under the bus. Sorry, continue. continue, yeah. continue but it's sorry. like that's, that at the time it was very aggressively anti word Now it's kind of like this whole like, well, well, you know, you're as long as everyone's consenting and whatever. And that that becomes sort of that that uh, marginal culture shift. Whereas mm. back then they were the ones that were like pushing the absolute and getting lots and lots of pushback. But people that openly identified in that, they they were already deeply into that uh, that world. And so they didn't care. I'm just trying to understand it from the from the perspective of Netflix like yes. okay are they just doing this because they they're on the extreme side of pushing tolerance yes so they can't see it. the i mean i'm going to put the i'm going to say the word the evil behind yes. this yeah i think like, so like well, they they see the evil and they embrace it that's the thing the entertainment industry again long long rabbit hole conversation but yeah. i think a large part of it is just now it's it's been hijacked by extremely evil manipulative um, mm. perverts and so that's why entertainment is what it is before think about entertainment from like 100 years ago the the things that we think about as like uh lore and folklore those mm -hmm. are all those are all the that generation's version of of uh, patch updates okay this is like this is the behavior that we want this is behavior we tell everyone is heroic this is behavior we consider contemptible hmm. right and that's 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 it's a it's social programming 
wrapped in this like entertaining bundle and then we feed it to the masses yeah. and people say oh well that's heroic i want to be considered a heroic person what do i need to do to be considered heroic oh i need to rescue the the uh the helpless i need to stand up for justice i need to be honest you know contemptible behavior liars thieves are considered like you know villains and so it's like okay well i don't want to be one of those guys so i want to be one of the good guys and that story blasted to millions of people will shape the behavior of the millions of people that hear it <laughs> nowadays what's being blasted to now billions of people yeah what's considered heroic versus what's considered contemptible and villainous and that to me is i think the most yeah again probably a separate podcast but i'd, I'd love to have yeah. a whole deep dive yeah. on it but that's point the is, short version point is we don't tolerate perverts yeah, yeah. Or uh, oh, fuck that. <laughs> we individually don't but clearly individually societally, yes. it's yeah it's become like a, it we're being it's we were being tested of like oh how much mm-hmm. can they put up with how much can, uh, yeah uh, uh, put that yeah. shit back it's uh, it, yeah. I still remember. I started with South Park too, when it yeah. really was out there. Where they came up with the hashtag "Cancel South Park." Yeah. And every episode, they were pushing it farther and farther yeah. and farther. Yeah. But because they are South Park, yeah, they, they got away with it. It's their brand yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like priests and boys and shit. Like what yeah. the fuck, you know? But, but uh, but yeah, cool. you're right. It does date back. It does date back definitely. And um, freaking what was it? They used to have taboo Friday nights or something. Was where it? it I, at the movie yeah. theaters, it would be like, what, a, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, what's what's labeled as taboo incest? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have to do it. So, when is it? I mean, who goes to the theater to watch porn? <laughs> I ain't paying sixteen uh, bucks. Listen, there's some weird. There are weirdos. If you're going, you're getting the popcorn. Yeah, well, uh, you're getting uh, skittles. Uh, think and about now it. You got bro. all this fucking shit. And the theater. People that go to porn and buy skittles, where a TV wasn't common in a household, and it's the 19. Why the fuck would you say that? Yo, oh, yeah, no, no. Who the Ra- fuck communally enjoys porn? <laughs> they don't. It's all like individual seats. Yeah, and Is they all have be plastic like, covering in front of them too. It's all COVID you know? seating now. Yeah. <laughs> you get your own private booth. <laughs> I was hoping to end on a higher note than this, but maybe. <laughs> well, that's the two AM podcast. <laughs> we speak about anything and everything. Oh my god. Here. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, sorry. One last thing about yeah. the cuties, Go. though. Sure. Oh dear. How fucking weird is it, the timing that it came out? How do you mean? Of any other time in history that they could have dropped that shit, mm. it was right when the one of the world's biggest child sex traffickers, at least that was partaking in the yeah. U.S., many yeah. parts of Europe. No coincidence. He died. Yes. Yeah. Some people think allegedly. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then now his uh, girlfriend slash... Business manager slash COO... Slash uh, child, slec- yes. child sex trafficking. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Madam, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now she's starting to sing about all this shit, and they're like, oh, we just happen to have this really fucked up, weird-ass show about children that essentially want to dance like strippers. Yep. It's not a coincidence, bro. And they're like, oh, now's a perfect time. Just drop this right here. Drop it right now. See how they feel about it. Yeah. With the map movement, minor attracted people, which, by the way, do you know that started as a meme on 4chan? Well, oh. Yeah, map or minor attracted people. Yeah, yeah, yeah person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, heard about or that person, expression. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, it started as a meme on 4chan. And, they and they're like, it. oh, we made our own flag. And they're like, yeah, we have all this pride. <laughs> and then it actually got swept into mainstream by like p- actual pedophiles. And now it's a movement. Now it's a movement. They're like, fuck. Wow. <laughs> we yeah. fucked that one up really bad. Well, my, my view is that I think it's it was probably already there. They just latched onto it as a yeah. sanitized name that, you know, because other <laughs> things have already been... So- it's if you're doing something contemptible, you have to constantly sh- change your name, right? Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. So it was previous names have been like you know the Nambla brand has been like associated with like 1970s like creepy old dudes with you know boys or whatever. So it's like oh it's a new name. It's a new name that hasn't been corrupted yet. Eventually it'll be like everything else. And yeah. They'll have to find some other horrifying 
un, untouched thing to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to to attach themselves to. But on a happier note, I think I'm tremendously glad to, to uh, connect with you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much we'll for coming. Do, we'll man. definitely have we'll you back again. as well. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, heck yeah, uh, Can't wait to, to hear the response. So you uh, post this on YouTube? Or yes, we do. Yes. YouTube, hey, Spotify, you Apple Podcasts. You know where to find us, people. We'll also put all of your links in the description. All of his links in the description. All righty. Kai Chang, everybody. Thank you so much. Kai Peter Chang. Peter Chang. Episode 51 of the 2AM Podcast. And... You know where to find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Anchor.fm, and YouTube. Please subscribe, like, and comment. Leave us a note, and we'll see you next time. See you next see time. See you next time. Take it Peace. easy. Cheers. All right.